Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the PC Perspective Podcast. We're back after a week. Uh, not a planned uh, departure from the usual schedule, but it happened. And, uh, yes, I'm Sebastian P. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walrus. I'm Brett Van Spurnberg. I, I should mention it's March 1st. The show notes originally said February 22nd. It has been that long. You're essentially getting some of the news that we would have done last week, but you're getting it this week. So you're going back in time. It's less new. But it's this discussion. It's a discussion of recent events. That's what podcasts are. They're just it's still topical. long-winded it's still topical. banter about you know current events. And Did you say bloviating? I think that's what you said. No, but that's a good word, too. Um, it is. You can help keep the lights on unless they've been destroyed by ice storms. By going to patreon.com slash pcper and becoming a patron of the pcper arts. And this week we need to thank Carl I or Carl's I. Uh, I actually Carl. wrote, I, I literally wrote EYE in the notes, but his last name actually started with the letter I, and I was afraid that would have gotten mixed up with one because of the font. So I went oh, wow. with EYE. What, okay. what if we yeah. switch it around and say I Carly has. I think that's no, what he was I trying Carl. to get rid of. It's I. That would be the I. Male Carl. counterpart to I. Carly. Yeah, yeah. I. Carl. Thank mm. you. And this I is Carl. the reward you get for sponsoring the PC Per Podcast. Yeah, it's, a, it's called yeah. a name mangling. I'm not sure that you're yeah. familiar with it. But name that's bling. what you get. Name bling. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Let's move immediately to Laramie, Wyoming. Josh, Whoa. the burger oh, segment. Oh, oh, it was oh, missed oh, last week. That's what people tune in for. <laughs> Are you ready to talk about the burger you had last Wednesday? The burger that was not only was it last Wednesday, but it was also this Wednesday. Apparently, they're they're trying to hold over the special burgers, and and I wanted to give it a second chance because the first time was a little salty, a little too salty. Made me yeah, it was tasty, but just wasn't great. So I gave it another chance. And this time, it was less salty, and it and it hit all the hot, the high points. This one is called <clears throat> the Smoke Pig. So, for all you ACAB people, look elsewhere because this isn't what I'm talking about. The Smoke Pig are two patties: smoked cheddar, caramelized onions. Candied bacon. I cannot tell you how good the candied bacon was. And a special sauce. The special sauce was truly kind of special. It was mayonnaise, mustard, ketchup, chipotle, and a couple other things that just, you know, made it fantastic. And unfortunately, you know, I always get these to go. And so they wrap it up in in foil. And it crushes it, and it doesn't look very appealing, even though it tastes fantastic. And hopefully, Sebastian, through the magic of the internet, is going to the other picture that I posted of a plated version of this burger. Yes, the smoked pig. It's It was tangy. It was sweet. Full of bacony goodness. The beef was well represented with the two patties and the cheese. It was all just a fantastic experience. And I 
I can't recommend enough that you someday visit Laramie, Wyoming and go to Born in a Barn because their food really is tremendous and I'm I'm blessed. Blessed to live here. Except for that wind. Cold do you get weather. A five all you haters discount for advertising for them on their sh- on our show. Um, and all you haters, he's not dead actually, yet, so it's not bad for yeah. you. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know about that. But, um, <laughs> no, he actually does give me an employee discount. So nice, <laughs> nice, yeah, nice. I yeah. think that's all you could ask for. I mean, essentially, you are sort of quasi-employed with the way that you're kind of continuously going and and buying and then talking about them i think you, yeah. you're practically a, yeah. a consistent customer normally at this time we like to lead off with an intel arc story and i i can't do that in good conscience when we have a major x3d processor launch from amd to talk about so we'll hold off on arc news for now instead we will talk about the 7950 x3d also the 7900 X3D launched, but both of those products launched yesterday as we record this, February 28th, officially on sale. And a day before that, those privileged people who received a review sample had their reviews published with the embargo lift on the 27th. And among those was non-tech. Now, by the way, we did receive a sample. It was just late, so I got it on launch day. So I've had it for a day at this point. But uh, testing is underway. And Anantech did a review. This is Gavin over to Anantech. Interesting subtitle also known here. As Heavy G. Interesting mm-hmm. subtitle. AMD's fastest gaming processor. Why not just the fastest gaming processor? That seems to be the narrative. Oh, you're so spoiling far. the ending. Oh. Uh-huh. Wait, wait, wait. I it was just fast. For almost a second, I thought you were going to say AMD's nuts no. for releasing mm-hmm. this processor. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Damn. Yeah. Kim, before we talk about the performance that other people have have noted about this product, can we just revisit the question about which of these, now that we have some more information out there, do you think will be the processor to get? Is it going to be the 7800X3D, or do you think that you should spend more for the Ryzen 9? Having seen what we've seen and knowing that the 7900 only has six cores in each uh, CCD active. So only six cores with the 3DV cache. When the 7800X3D will have eight cores all attached to the 3DV cache. Josh, please. Uh, the 78 You mean? The six is less than eight. Huh. Okay, how many how many games do you know that are pushing more than twelve threads? Exactly. Uh, maybe exactly. world simulation, world simulation stuff. Okay, how much can flight sim? Sim, sim stuff. Yeah, but okay. Here's here's the thing. Also, it's going to be less expensive for the other CCX to access the other expanded cache in the other CPU than it is to go out to main memory. So even with those other ones active, if you really do go past that 12 threads, then you're, you're still going to be in better shape than uh, not having those. Do I make myself clear? No. And I disagree completely, Josh, 
but I'll explain it's, why. It's, okay. Uh, by the by the way, it is the seventy eight hundred X three D, which will be the eight core sixteen thread part. And yeah. the the issue I have with this is the the nature of the implementation of the processor, at least with Windows, what I've been testing myself so far. Because what's really interesting about this product is uh it has the potential to be extremely fast, the fastest gaming processor, depending on the workload, for sure. I mean, you've probably seen the reviews by now. You've watched the Gamers Nexus video. If if it's a title that leans heavily into the 3DV cache, just like with the 5800X3D, mm-hmm. it is going to stand tall as the king of the gaming heap. However, if you're buying the Ryzen 9, either the 7950 or the 7900, you're not getting all those cores in a gaming workload because of the magic behind the scenes. There's uh, processes that run that basically, uh, the, essentially, you're core parking the non X3D cores when you're gaming. That's yeah. how they got around this whole "how on earth is this going to work?" question of like, how can you have half of the cores with 3DV cache and half without? And how is the game? How is Windows going to manage this with the scheduler and all that? Well, it turns out that the latest AMD chipset driver installs a couple of extra processes that run and essentially park the non-3db cache cores when you're in a gaming workload so at that point with the 7900 x3d i I don't have one but i'm very curious to see if it really does operate as just a six core part under a gaming workload and as far as i know amd is not sampling that to reviewers so we'd have to simulate that ourselves by disabling cores but yeah which you can do Yes. Tech Power Up did that. They disabled uh, one CCX and then the other and tested it. And uh, the, without going too far down the rabbit hole, there are a lot of extra steps you have to take to get this to work properly. It's not just update your BIOS, drop in the new CPU, and enjoy. It's you must have a certain build of Windows or higher. And this does work with Windows 10, as we talked about before the show. Which is a plus. So their their software that the AMD has written for this will work with a certain build of Windows 10 or higher, Windows 11 or higher. But it has to be running and it has to be configured properly. And there's some extra steps that have to be taken to make sure that everything is configured properly. Like among the steps are updating the Xbox game bar. Uh, you have to have a certain. You have to make sure that certain processes are enabled, certain options are enabled, like game mode. Got to run in game mode. Yeah. So or disable can't. game mode, depending. But mm, that some well, people yeah, were finding yeah, yeah, they yeah. had to disable game mode for certain tests. There, yeah. I noticed that the instructions were slightly different if you had Windows 11 versus Windows 10. Yes, so, that's also true. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. In the reviewer's guide, I was looking through, and it's like if you're running under Windows 10, this, and if you're running under Windows 11, that. Like virtualized um, security mode, either on or off, depending on which operating system you're on. But anyway, yeah, it, it's it's not super easy to get set up. You have to go through and you know follow a guide, make sure you've checked every box, and then there's a significant uplift in performance if you do everything right. Which I did not do this morning when I was testing this extensively, all morning and all into the afternoon until I had to get my son from school. And then later, I'm checking my results against other recent results, and they were too low. Like, there's no way that this performs this bad compared to the 
13900 KS, and I'm going to be accused of being biased and whatever else. So I checked around, and even though I had installed the latest chipset driver from AMD before I started testing, one of the elements of the chipset driver did not automatically install. It was actually an unknown device when I installed the new CPU that did not get a driver. So I had to point it to the chipset uh, folder and then it found the driver and that was hmm. the X3D performance enhancement process. So it core parks the non-X3D cores and then the right ones hmm. get the gaming workload. And then, for example, Final Fantasy fourteen and Walker benchmark utility tool. I was getting a score of 39,000 something. Uh, I fixed this, rebooted, ran it again, 42,000. So a 3,000 point increase by properly installing all elements of the new driver. So be very careful. Make sure you have the right build of Windows, all that other stuff. Does this feel like a patch until Windows becomes a little bit more scheduler aware of how to handle AMD's split between their primary and secondary cores? No, because this is such no. an unusual product that I think it, it is always going to be up to AMD to manage this. So Windows I, will never truly I don't think so. Why, it's, I, I think it, you can just stop it right there is Windows will never truly manage this because they mm. just don't know how. I don't know. You know, they they they've finally gotten around to doing efficiency cores on ARM stuff and Intel, and yeah. it would make sense that eventually they're probably going to do it with the X3D. So, I mean, it, it's just going to take time because one, AMD is not Intel, and Microsoft, like any other group, uh, they they take a look at their resources and they they have a roadmap of things that they want to implement. And with Windows 11 still being kind of broken, um, it may be down the line a bit before there is some native support for this particular product. Because AMD is still going to sell millions of these chips. And that is still a significant number. And uh, it is in Microsoft's best interest to keep their hardware partners happy but you know that amd is is down the line in terms of things that they want to fix yeah now, compared to AMD, compared to arm and intel sales yeah yeah that was a positive if you hate windows 11 this will run on windows 10 unlike the efficiency cores and scheduler on the Intel 13 yeah. and 12 series. So that's a positive for AMD. I mean, they're taking their their own life in their own hands and uh, giving you the ability to be able to run this on Windows 10, which it's not a bad idea. Yeah, it was nice to look at the reviewer's guide. And instead of seeing, we strongly recommend that you're on Windows 11 for this, for the schedule to operate properly. It says, hey, make sure you're on this builder higher of Windows 10. Or this builder higher if you're on Windows 11. And they had slightly different instructions for setup, mm -hmm. depending on which operating system you were on. So that's the great thing about them writing their own uh, scheduler, basically, is that it's platform agnostic to a certain extent. It's however many platforms they want to support. 
looking at some performance numbers, this is from a non-text review. Uh, let's just skip past. I mean, the, obviously the CPU performance is probably going to be a little bit lower than the non-X3D part just because the power and clocks are a little bit lower. Okay, can I add, can I can I add one thing here? Mm-hmm. I like Gavin. He's a good guy. Does good work. But why did he pair uh, the AMD 7000 series with DDR5 5200 memory? I yep. mean, that's 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 kind of. I mean, you know, it's going to be a couple of percent, but still, that's it's not entirely optimal. There are there are. I remember back in the old days, and I've talked about this before, but Anand was always very like straight laced about stock testing is stock testing. Like an Intel platform where you use an Intel branded board, whatever the actual recommended spec of the memory was according to Intel. So it was always the slowest speed or whatever. And I feel like that I think that they tested 5600 memory on the 13 series and five, you know, 4800 with the 12. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't great, but Hey, if it's that, if that's the philosophy, then let's stick with it. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you, Josh. I think that at this point it's time to just accept that whatever the enthusiast community is going to be doing is probably how we should be testing. So if the accepted speed of memory for the 5,000 series processors is 3,600, like you just, you get DDR4 3,600 because that's what gets you the faster F clock. It improves everything. And the memory's not, you know, that much more expensive. Just get 36. It doesn't even matter what the cast latency is. Just get 3,600. And there are sites that don't test Ryzen 5000 at 3600, and it, it boggles my mind. It doesn't benefit them in any way to run at 3800 or 4000. In fact, you, that's a, not a benefit. No. So it, and then absolutely, it, I, I don't understand why you'd run at 3200 unless you were just like, nope, AMG says it's 3200, so we're going to run at 3200. So you're running, running a 1600 F clock instead of an 1800 F clock, but. Anyway, yeah, slower infinity fabric makes a difference with uh, this. Memory uh, matters. It does. <laughs> Memory matters. In this case, it does. You know, with Intel, you yeah. could previously see less than one percent difference between going for the base to the absolute max, but in this case, there is a tangible yeah be- difference because it's because it's IF. It's, it's not just yeah. It's tied. It's, it's tied to the CPU. Actually, how in, effective your pro- anyway? Yeah. Uh, we mentioned power. Here's a peak power uh, chart, and it's it's pretty big. If you look at the 7950X, don't be fooled by that 170 uh, TDP. It can pull more than that. This uh, they have it at 221.87 is the maximum pull. And this new X3D part, even though it's rated at 120, it will pull more, but only up to 144.53 in their testing. But still, it's a pretty big reduction to go to the X3D part. And, uh, well, they're doing prime 95 to really stress it over that 140 watt mark. But let's look at gaming. They did some gaming benchmarks, even at 720p and lower. Cause really oh, oh, right up your alley. <laughs> if you're spending $700 yes. on an enthusiast processor to put on a 300 plus dollar motherboard, you're going to be gaming at 720. Man. Here's what Josh was talking about. The the memory speeds don't make any sense. 
12th gen Intel is at DDR5 4800. Those might be Ian's numbers because he always ran stock just like a nugget. Yeah. And then you've got DDR5 5200 CL44. Ew. For the Ryzen 7000. Mm, I mean, if that's all they had on hand, maybe. But And then DDR5 5600 for the Intel 13th gen, which is fine. Uh, well, nasty CL though, 46. CL46. It, it's. Uh, okay. Yeah, but, you know, Intel does not care as much for. True. <clears throat> Speed oh, and, and latency. They're doing it at relevant JDEC settings uh, as per the processor's individual memory support. With DDR4. With DDR4. Uh, the, I do uh, want to point two out. Two of the three don't support. Yeah. Well, that's for the 5,000 and 3,000 processors. But. This this testing we're looking at now is actually done at your preferred res- resolution of 480p. <laughs> no, my preferred resolution Perfect. for gaming is 320 200 Oh, <laughs> but uh, very few games well, support that anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah. So let's okay. 480p testing in Civilization Six. Let's move on. Uh, how about some 1080 game testing? All right. Civilization Six, 1080 max, average FPS. Okay. Here's where here's where you run into problems with this type of testing. Uh, the 7600X mm-hmm. is leading. With the 7950X non-X3D part behind it, and then eight frames behind that is the X3D. I don't think this is the ideal workload or resolution. And that's the $300 processor versus the $700 processor, right? Yeah. Something mm, is wrong here. Something seems off. Yes. Okay. World of Tanks, of course. Uh, here we have the KS on top, 650 frames per second. KS. And the X3D part. Way down here at only 554. This, uh, something is wrong. I was getting, uh, results kind of like that before I fixed the, um, the driver and the setup with my test platform for the X3D. See, Borderlands 3, 1080p max. The X3D is on top with the 5800 X3D right behind it. So this is a game that benefits from the 3D V cache. Grand Theft Auto V, X3D's on top. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, it's tied basically with the non-3D 7950X. I don't know. I, I'm i sure anybody listening to this has probably already looked at performance numbers. Here's a nice uh, result for F1 2022 for the X3D on top. Yeah. AMD favorite game, though. Just beating out the 13. No, really? Well, sort of. Well, well wait, sort of. Yeah, but fair. Look, look, at, okay, not... look at the Ryzen 9 7950X is way down at 109, but the Ryzen 5 7600 non-X is at 116. Yeah, that's beyond margin of error, too, which is interesting. Uh, yeah, there, there seems to be that's... a problem. Well, I'm, actually, this is 95th percentile numbers that I'm looking at, but the... Yeah, the, but still, let's, let's, the fact that the KS is behind the K in multiple tests to me suggests huh. the KS was throttling, and the memory numbers don't make any sense. Let's 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 move on to a different source. But <laughs> <laughs> when you're testing CL44 with the wrong memory speed, it's just I yeah, I just need to sigh. It's uh, it's not showing to... its best. It's not no. really showing its best. There. That's really what you want, I think. When your benchmark, and here's here's, I've talked about this. We've had a whole thing about this. One of the last shows was the the contact frame thing. 
it was a totally different product when I started testing the 3900 yeah. oh, KS right. with the yeah. contact frame versus without the contact yeah. frame. Because it runs yeah. consistently at higher frequencies with the contact frame. So the, I'm going to be presenting an absolute best case scenario for the KS in the X3D review. And I will say so. Like, hey, unless you bought the $13 contact frame like I did, you won't see these numbers because you'll be throttling like I was before I got a contact frame. <laughs> Even right. with a 360 That's millimeter. Caps bolded. Piano. Yeah. You know, yeah. Right That's 13 that. bucks you ever spent. Cheese, yes. Almost. Oh, no. 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 <laughs> Almost. <laughs> ah, I said there'd be no more nut jokes, too. Let's stop talking about the X3D parts for just a moment and look at this post from videocards.com about the integrated GPU on the Ryzen 7900. Now, Interesting hot take on this. Yeah, super hot take. Oh. <laughs> Overclocking the integrated graphics on these, uh, you know, entry-level enthusiasts, I would call the non-X part, maybe. I don't know. You only have two compute units, but you can clock them up. And Scatterbencher tests various overclocking strategies that may unleash the full performance of the processor, according to this article. And they get a 30% increase is the, the long and short of this. You know, not a lot of people look into what can we do with the iGPU on an AMD CPU. Hmm. You gotta, you gotta hand it to them. Mm-hmm. You gotta hand it to. You can't do much mm-hmm. with it, but you gotta hand it to them. You gotta hand. There's, there's. You, you know, want to play an 9, for, 2007 World of Warcraft at 1080p? You <laughs> if, can you've do it. Ha- if you've got a, if you've got a, are you bored? Do you need something to do? This could be one thing you could go off and do. Do you want to manually <laughs> overclock your integrated two compute unit GPU to almost yes. three gigahertz? Yep. Because you so can. You, you know what? So you should. Sometimes, sometimes you get a niche. And you know what? These guys have scratched it. Big time. Big time. Anyway, the true uh, irony is overclocking experience of integrated RDNA 2 graphics is much better experience than discrete models. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's just better. You know what? It's better. This, this, is, this is like... You know, the same kind of, of frequency increase as, as we saw with the, uh, you know. So comparably, he's right. He's right there. there. Celeron. Yeah, this is fantastic. This, you should do this. Absolutely. This is, it's, a, it's a gift. It's just a gift. It is. It's free performance. Free. Another video card story. AMD Ryzen 7 7745HX. Very specific. Scores 18,606 in Cinebench R23. This is the Dragon Range. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good name. High power mobile parts based on the desktop parts. Uh, well, they're boosted. Well, it boosts to 5.1. I mean, 5.1. Mm. This doesn't sound silly. Oh, op- should operate within a 45 to 75 watt power range. Now, that may sound high, the 75, but remember those uh, Intel mobile parts this generation the max it was 110 to 125 power drop, it was yeah, above 100 high. regardless yeah it's like desktop so level a 75 watt laptop cpu doesn't sound as stupid as it seems okay it's still dumb never mind Forget if, well, but the good thing about it is that they can clock down pretty extensively and yeah. mm-hmm. once they get below a certain point the cpus become really efficient with that TSMC five nanometer process. And so 
it's not as it's not as bad as you think, especially with good gating. The headline, by the way, it says that the the eight core Zen four CPU is thirty four percent faster than the sixty nine hundred HX in this test. So you're you're gaining a lot from the smaller process, the faster clock speeds. The sixty nine hundred HX, I think that was also an eight core part, just lower clocks. Hmm. Find the next time. Money, 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 oh. money. Oh no! Oh no! Money. All right, everybody, get ready. So NVIDIA renounces their, their financial results. And the good news is it was better than the last quarter. The bad news is it's still worse than the quarter before that. There was a massive drop at NVIDIA and AMD and Intel due to the PC market essentially kind of collapsing. But NVIDIA seems to have weathered the storm fairly well because they they have a really good mix of products, not just desktop GPUs. Um, there's been a lot of discussion right now. They still have a lot of 3,000 parts out there that they're selling. They're trying to get rid of. Their inventory has expanded fairly dramatically over the past couple of quarters as compared to what they usually do. We still see the new 4,000 series sitting there. And... Uh, they're not moving as quickly as they were hoping, but they've kind of priced themselves into a, a corner, which we can all probably agree they 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 need to do something about, but that is neither here nor there. And why does my cell phone keep just ringing? But mute. It's a wonderful thing. Uh, their quarterly revenue is uh, $6.05 which is down 21%. From a year ago, fiscal rear uh, fiscal year revenue is twenty seven billion, which is flat because they had a pretty dramatic rise throughout two thousand twenty one that uh, led into what was initially a fairly strong twenty twenty two, and then the bottom dropped out of everything, and they've been dealing with that so. Uh, data stuff for them still very strong. GPU, uh, gaming GPU dropped fairly dramatic. There, uh, their their automotive is uh, still fairly strong. Uh, you know they 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 made money, and uh, their margins are still pretty good. But they just you know they're just not selling as much stuff at these inflated prices that were from mining and pandemic where people were just buying a tremendous amount of stuff but the company is still very very healthy it's hard to argue against that they they have the fastest GPUs on the market i mean nothing can touch the 4090 in many 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 uh areas I mean, sure, the 7900 XTX is a good, you know, kind of rendering platform. And it is more reasonably priced, but it still loses out on pretty much everything against the 4090. Uh, 4080 is, is still strong, but again, that's a $1,200 part. But their bread and butter is, you know, now kind of data. And then consumer GPU and they're still selling a lot. They still control a tremendous amount of market share, something like 82% of 
with AMD and Intel fighting for that last 18%. And Intel has had quite a nerve surge in, in uh, standalone graphics cards, even though it's not where they want it to be. So, yeah, um, NVIDIA is still doing well. They took a hit. AMD is, is kind of catching up, but AMD has a very, very strong CPU and especially workstation and uh, server market CPUs are very strong. And graphics are still kind of the redhead stepchild of that red group. Uh, but it looks to be, you know, they're getting better. They're they're reaching out. Their their chiplet technology is is really fascinating. They just need to kind of get all the pieces together. But that's a dis- different discussion. Uh, but yeah, no, Nvidia still they're still making money. They're still the big dog in the graphics marketplace. Uh, CUDA's strong as ever in the data center and even. In the regular consumer GPU, which is what the company I work for in the daytime, we buy those and we do machine learning and AI stuff on them all the time. We don't need a DG1 or whatever that. I mean, the consumer cards are still good enough and we haven't even updated to the 4000 series. So, yeah, no, NVIDIA had a less strong quarter than they did a year ago, but after the tumble everything took, they're still making more money than they did last quarter. And they are, you know, they have flat expectations of what's going on in the quarters above, but they're still, they're still making money. Let's pause here for a word from our first podcast sponsor this week. Welcome to your new year of potential. Let Factor help you achieve with the gift of time. Factor can get you fueled up fast with ready-to-eat, nutritious meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you with more time and energy to tackle that ambitious to-do list. We've tried them, and they're top-notch so far. Whatever your lifestyle might be, Factor has your meals with 34 chef-prepared, dietitian approved weekly options. There's always something new to try. Don't forget to replenish your snack supply, add smoothies, juices, or other satisfying add-ons. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy all those fresh, flavor-packed meals fast, ready, as quickly as two minutes, with no prep and no mess. We have really enjoyed the ones that we've tried so far. So head to factormeals.com slash pcper50 and use code pcper50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code pcper50 at factormeals.com slash pcper50 to get 50% off your first box. We're back and we're going to talk about how NVIDIA, through a new driver, can make the videos you watch online prettier. Now, this could be the ultimate. Are you talking BASF? We make the products you love better. Better. No. The ASF. No. 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 The fine no. German chemical company. This makes perfect sense so because certain of the technologies that NVIDIA uses in AMD, uh, you know, interpolation, image resolution, scaling, that kind of stuff, it all applies to full motion video content. The kind of stuff that your TV's woefully underpowered video processor attempts to do in real time, <laughs> usually badly. Hmm. Why not put that massive expensive gpu to work making video look better and look at that rtx video enhancement it's right there in the nvidia control panel yes the gorgeous nvidia control panel 
Yeah, which hasn't changed. Which hasn't changed in forever. And honestly, I kind of like it because AMD's is getting a little too busy. AMD's is very uh, modern looking now. Very web Uh, 2.0. Yeah, thanks to game. It's tough to find. You gotta dig so far to get to the stuff that you actually want to change. It's. It's not fantastic. It's an exercise in frustration. I'm a minimalist. I like AMD's drivers because all the overclocking stuff that they have built in is right there. But sometimes things get locked out. Sometimes it's like, oh, if you turn this on, then you can adjust this. It's not really apparent. You got to do all this exploration to figure stuff out. Wait, are you talking about NVIDIA's driver or are you talking about AMD's driver? No. No, AMD's. Obviously, the best driver interface is, is Intel. (laughs) <laughs> There's a reason okay. that download we'll do, is 1.2 gigabytes. It's we'll do Arc News soon. Glossy interface. <laughs> okay. So what? RTX uh, video super resolution has AI and machine learning being put to its best possible use. Obviously, it's just sitting there to, to make cat videos look better. Yeah, because that's what people really do. I mean, when you're not gaming, you're just browsing. You're just watching videos. So I, I, I approve of this. Even when you're browsing, you're watching a video in the window next to it. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. You power uh, But if that slows it down, there's four levels, so you can drop it down from four to like three or two if it's slowing everything down. And of course, it's using AI and tensor cores, so you're going to want to leverage the power oh. of a 30 or 40 series GPU to make this happen. Mm, it's just, it's uh, yes. just not as good. Yeah, yeah the 20s aren't going to do this, apparently. That's too bad. And my 1080, well, I mean, it's just hopeless. No, 1080. It used to be a good GPU, and now it's just a paperweight. It's just a doorstop. I've been trying to game on a 2080 Ti. Are you telling me that that's my experience sucks now? Is that what you're saying? I mean, you're not yeah, going to be able to leverage uh, AI. The power of AI and machine RTX learning. technology. I feel like my experience has been diminished. I feel diminished. Mm-hmm. You need tensor cores. Oh, Microsoft, this is a story from last week, but we didn't do a show then. So Microsoft is bringing Xbox PC games to GeForce Now. Speaking of NVIDIA, you can stream your Xbox PC game purchases. Now, notice that I said purchases because it has to be a game that you've actually bought. It's it doesn't they didn't say anything about Game Pass. So no, you're not getting Game Pass via GeForce Now. You're just getting, uh, let's see, the Microsoft president, Brad Smith, quote, Microsoft will be bringing its Xbox games that play on PCs to NVIDIA's GeForce Now cloud gaming service. We will also bring all of Activision Blizzard's titles, including Call of Duty, to GeForce Now, end quote. That's, of course, if if the uh, Activision Blizzard acquisition goes through. And this is apparently kind of lobbying for that because now that they're... Uh, Saying, look, we're we're working with uh, NVIDIA, and this is good for the industry, and please approve this merger. Yeah, there's a couple of people saying no. All right, well, that was a quick story. What's next on the list? No, no a small story. Oh, this is this, <laughs> it's a, a small a small story, but this could be big if this ends up being the case. Intel defers. Three nanometer wafer orders with TSMC pushes Arrow Lake rollout to 2025. Now I saw in the chat earlier somebody saying that Apple had all of 
the initial I, three nanometer I one this at TSMC. Too. I read so this too. This could be why yeah. Intel had no choice but to defer. But they made it but, seem like that they they chose to do so, right? Uh, yeah, just like a breakup, you usually make it that story that <laughs> totally was you know, my decision. You know, I I I was done. We 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 were done. We we decided we're going to go out on our own. Yeah. So the Intel, like the external N3 on this um, slide, this older Intel slide here, it was the leadership roadmap. And it talks about how Alder Lake, Raptor Lake on Intel 7 is 2021 through 2022. Then disaggregated ac- architecture, Meteor Lake and Arrow Lake on Intel 4 and then 20A. And then external N3, which is the TSMC stuff. So This just all seems like chiplets to me, but okay. Well, yeah, but they're calling okay. it disaggregated architecture. Yes. This just makes... This just... <clears throat> uh, Sure. And as waltzes go, it's pretty hard to dance to. There's a lot of steps. It's complicated. Or wait, they're TikTok now? I don't remember. Disaggregated. I mean, it's... Yeah. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. All right. (laughs) You should be sorry. I am. (laughs) Hey, Intel invented gluing chips together. (laughs) (laughs) That's harsh, but true. Let's talk about the beauty, the majesty that is the unparalleled industrial design of Intel Arc limited edition GPUs. Now, as you know, these are Intel designed, the shroud. Founders edition cards. Yes, essentially, but not, but not called that because they can't. And Jeremy, I want to say that your full metal alchemist uh, reference here is sublime. Thank you. I've been saving it. Yep. Jeremy good, Rowe, good is the Intel Arc A770 16-gigabyte limited edition the full metal alchemist? Sweet. And if you look at it, I mean, we have chamfered edges. We have oh, it, a high-performance fan with 15 blades. You have 90, 90 fully controllable diffused RGB LEDs. Now, the diffusion, ooh. if you think about it, an, an LED, depending on its intensity, can be quite harsh, and it can be distracting. and by having a, a a ring around that area to diffuse the uh, the lighting, it creates a soft, almost ethereal glow. That uh, so you're saying pleasing. that they're they're trying to put back in ring around the collar. Mm. I don't know. I don't know about that, but the picture and the visuals just what if what if I use that, a this would be, detergent on it? Well, that this would be takes away cool ring to around the, the collar. It's. Hmm. I just want to handle That's this. That's not how it's you cool. water cool, Josh. Mm. Mm-hmm. Also, it has a screwless shroud design, which uh, I believe Steve from Gamers Seamless. Nexus absolutely yeah. loves. He thinks this yes. is an incredible design. Seamless. Super screwless. And definitely not a uh, shot against Ryan at all. Disassembly yeah. is trivial. It practically falls apart in your hand. Yep. <laughs> yes. So, if yeah. projected at the floor at a certain velocity, Yes. Angle yes. and velocity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, go over to the FPS review, which we've mentioned many times on the show. But if you don't know, Brent Justice, who used to be the GPU editor for Hard OCP, Hard OCP. Yep. now can be found over at the FPS review. And Every time a- I see that, I always, always think, for great justice. <laughs> 
So in case the lead was buried here, the 770, the A770 arc here, stacks up quite well against the RTX 3060. And the, the drivers just keep on getting better and better. Yeah. Oh, truly, truly. Did you guys watch the uh, PC World interview with, with Tap? Uh, I missed it. I have not. No, it's it actually quite good. I mean, it's long. I mean, there was there was more Keith in there that, you know, I really wanted. And Gordon was Gordon. I'm sure I'll mm, hear some mm-hmm. feedback anyway, because they're all actually beautiful, wonderful people. Um, but Tap said, you know, the, the overall power of the GPU is around a 3070. Um, and they're still trying to extract that kind of power. And in a lot of ways, it's about as fast as a 3060 Ti. And it's about $60 less than the, uh, the A770 limited edition, um, which, you know, the, the 3060 Ti is eight gigs of memory. The A770 is 16 gigs. And as we've seen jumps, I mean, I don't think we're ever going to get to a 3070 because there are going to be some bottlenecks they did not expect in the GPU that will limit performance as compared to the theoretical flops and, and, and all that. But overall performance is really good. Their ray tracing is actually slightly better than what NVIDIA offers at those, uh, at those price points. So it's a really good card at 349 and the A750 is a really good value at 249. If if I were to build somebody a budget machine, that would be the card I'd do because you get the rendering performance of everything else at that price point and better and then when you start throwing RTX and XESS and all that at it it just well, and gets ray tracing as well, better. Josh. Well, that's RTX. Or, yeah, fair. Insane. But yeah, but yeah. I, I, I mean, Josh, I shouldn't I call it, it RTX. They should just say ray tracing. But DXR. It, it Let's would, just call it DXR. It, Josh, DXR. it would be more fun. It would be more fun to take a look at their power envelope to see how much potential they have at well, performance and where the they power. are for power. Exactly. So they there's yeah, a lot. It's left really efficient. In this. Yeah, so this, they've got a lot of room left within the envelope to continue to expand mm-hmm. performance and and more easily beat, potentially, even NVIDIA mm. at, at ray tracing, it seems. It was quite a bit of power. Enough. Apparently, according to their testing, which was GPU-Z sensor data while running Cyberpunk 2077, mm-hmm. the chip itself was pulling about 192 watts under load. Now this, the 770 has an 8-pin and a 6-pin, so it, it can handle a lot more than that, but this is, you know, we're still talking under 200 watts. It is a higher power drop than the 3060 and the 6600. Oh, okay. So they aren't there but, yet. I thought they yeah. were, but they're not. Okay. Hmm. No, but it's, you know, it's going to be less than the 3060 Ti and definitely less than the 3070. Ah, but, yes. You know, hopefully, hopefully they're... Their drivers will extract more performance over the next couple of months that will get them closer. I don't think they're going to hit that, but it's going to get closer. And it certainly is really the best buy at that $350 and $250 price range. Yeah. I mean, it's really good. And I've been using one downstairs in the test machine in a variety of games. And 
I've had very, very few issues. Like none with the latest drivers. Are you staying current with those drivers? Are you, it's like a new driver every yeah. week. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> the last one in February that they did was up there. So it's Christmas every week. It pretty much is. Let's see what they're on right now. It's uh, 101.4125. Which is bigger than the 3090 that you were bragging about only a few weeks ago. I know. Mm-hmm. But look at that. Look at that size. 1.1 gigs. 1.1 gig. Gigabytes. Which is smaller than 1.2 that I think the last one was at. Oh, yeah. They slimmed mm-hmm. it down. They've optimized. Yeah. yeah better yeah. compression. So, you know, it's AMD and NVIDIA are still... 750 to 800 megs. Yeah, the 4090 driver, 1.2. So, yeah, it's, it's they're slimming it down. They're using stronger file compression. <laughs> See? <laughs> Told you. Let's again pause for a word from one of our podcast sponsors this week. Hey, our sponsor Collide has some great news. If you're an Acta user, they can get your entire fleet to 100% compliance. If there's a device out of compliance, that user just cannot log into your cloud apps until they fix the problem. It's that simple. Collide patches one of the major holes in zero trust architecture, device compliance. Without Collide, IT can struggle to solve basic problems like keeping everyone's OS and browser up to date. Unsecured devices are logging into your company's apps because there's nothing there to really stop them. Collide is the only device trust solution that enforces compliance as part of authentication, and it's built to work seamlessly with Acta. The moment Collide's agent detects a problem, it alerts the user and gives them instructions to fix it. If they don't fix the problem within a set grace time, they're blocked. Collide's methodology means fewer support tickets, less frustration, and most importantly, 100% fleet compliance. So visit collide.com PCPer to learn more or book a demo. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash PC per. We're back and we're going to talk about GPU prices, which are apparently slowly getting cheaper in Europe. Now, this is just a small price correction. We've seen some other price corrections. We've seen what the 7900 XT is selling for a few dollars. It's now 829. 829. It's better. Yeah. I don't think it's. Is that low enough? It's nice. seven ninety nine, but it That's, is significantly yes. better than nine hundred. Yeah, seven ninety nine yeah, would be great. Much. Well, not great, but it would be better. Uh, anyway, <laughs> going back to this uh, pricing thing, graphics so, are pricing in February twenty twenty three via hardware.info. It is trending down, like the XTX fourteen percent down February versus January, but the mm-hmm. price had been inflated initially like msrp it shows as 11.59 euro the average price in january was 1435 in february 1229 supply and demand i mean the xt of course had to have a price correction but it looks like the 6800 xt and 6800 are selling well because uh they're not dropping so much yeah. well you can see an 18 percent price bump to the 6800 xt but the like, 6950 yeah. i keep coming back to the 6950 XT, a tw- almost a 20% change downward February to January timeframe. To me, that seems like a really good deal right now. I continuously yeah. come back to that one. Or 6750 well, XT really, if you can't really quite afford spot. that high up. True, it, true. Also drop the same. It's a curious thing because obviously with 
with the launch of the 7000 series graphics cards, which had a lot of hype, obviously, you would think that you'd have to lower the price of the 6000 series to sell through because these new 7000 series parts are so exciting. But they weren't. They were underwhelming, and especially the XT. And at $900, it made the price drop to the 6950 XT, to me anyway, seem like a no-brainer because they were selling that yes. card direct from AMD and everywhere else for six ninety nine. You can even find it yes. for less sometimes at places like Micro Center. Yes. Yep. And for less than $700 to get what is very close to a 7900 XT. And then, then they took away driver support. So it was just like, oh, well, well you can have a 6000 series GPU, but then you're not going to get a driver it, for it for two months. It also compared very favorably to... Uh, uh, 30, the previous top gen 3900 you know x uh, or ti and it was v- very much in the same range and many 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 workloads somebody says where's the 7800 i i, I, yeah. I agree but it's been mm. this november they announced these and i think they launched was it by the end of the month and uh I think just like NVIDIA, maybe not to the same extent as NVIDIA. <clears throat> They've still got a lot of 6,000 series to to get rid of. And these 7,800s, they're still going to have the multi-chip module that the uh, higher-end versions have. It's just going to be, you know, less of the chips. And so... You're not going to see any big performance increases at those price points with the lower end stuff. So, might as well get rid of stock before doing the next gen at that same performance level and price points. Well, we we welcome the price reduction, but the the fool uh, the fool is is still ourselves because we're still way overpaying based upon what should be. The performance increase in the price multiplier is out of whack. (laughs) In a story that probably should be in Security Corner, but it's just Microsoft being Microsoft. Mm. They are now (laughs) injecting full-size ads onto the Chrome website. So you go to Chrome to download it, and no, 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 stay with Edge. Here's all the reasons why. I debated so. exactly what you just said. Is this really a security issue or is it just a and I sense this no, was more it's like just a, a desperation. A desperation play on Microsoft. Uh, here's a screenshot uh, shows a somebody plea. goes to Chrome and they're trying it's to download plea. it from Google. And it, right at the top, Microsoft Please. Edge runs on the same technology as Chrome with the added trust of Microsoft in a link. Browse securely now. Like yeah. Make it your <laughs> default, please. We need the ad revenue from, you know, the whatever commission we get off of search. And the, Thank you for downloading the, Chrome Canary. Is that the Chrome Canary in the mine? Is it going to die no, once you get that's something more bad? Hmm. That, that's more likely Credge that will die first. By the way, have you ever gone Almost. through on a new install and just looked at what the defaults within Edge are as far as... What do you um, mean? Uh, what like you got? Shopping helpers... And the different processes that run in the background, even when it's not, even when the browser is closed. I'm usually not running Edge longer than it takes to download Chrome, so I really right. don't know. Well, I mean, about. you are. Even if you aren't running Edge, you're running Edge because it runs in the background yeah. by default. Oh, it, it's actually kind of helping with your desktop browser. I'm yeah. sickened. I'm sickened by that. Shouldn't there yeah. be an antitrust violation for that? That shouldn't the European Union 
I bring mean, up suit. Somebody, somebody but should. They need to work on that because they yeah. need a diverse. Well, it's except it's, how do you divorce the browser because it's not even part of the operating system anymore. It's stolen I'm from Google. I'm sorry. Or I mean, that it's a argument, uh, that argument holds no water with the EU. Uh, let's look mm-hmm. at some Minecraft oh, themed rocks for some reason. This is fantastic. Oh, this it's is cool. why. I don't know. Look at the charm you can put on your Minecraft themed rocks. Yes. Microsoft has done this weird is, things with apparel. This before. is real. This, this is you can real. buy them for sixty dollars. I don't know how yep. that stacks up to other name. The brand uh, crocs, Minecraft elevated clogs. If you're okay. looking, it just looks like camo, but I guess it's Minecraft colors. It's it's the Minecraft palette, maybe. Okay. Brown, you, you might actually want to have to match it to find out. <laughs> They're Minecraft uh, elevated clogs. By the way, let's use the right yeah. name from here on out. I just did. Okay, okay. So yes, okay. it's it, it you'll elevate your footwear to the next level and you, apparently you don't have to build them from scratch by, you know, first punching a tree. So at least you got that going for you. <laughs> uh by the way, yeah. don't bearing the lead here, Meta. Oh love, yeah, the, uh, the cube here, Jeremy. Meta, who've also likely laid off most of the department in charge of preventing bad ideas from seeing the light, have reinvented the cubicle. <laughs> The Meta Cube. Yes, because uh, Euclidean geometry is the cause of everyone's hatred of cubicles. So they make sure that it's all curved. There's not a single 90 degree uh, thing in it. And it's made with recycled PET. So they're as sound dampening as the last recycled PET cubicles you had. But they're curved. Kind of. It's, 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 if you click through to the register, they have a picture of one. Okay. Uh, technically, it's, it's just a, uh, mock up. I don't think they, they truly exist quite yet. Because, like I say, they're still, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh. That's your new cubicle. Okay. Oh. It's, that's your new cubicle, which will definitely get you back in the office because, I mean, who wouldn't want to hang out in that? Imagine the desk space on the inside. Just, well, just look at no the curve corners. on there and imagine there the desk no, space. There are no corners. There's no, I mean, there's no limits to how productive There are no 90-degree angles. Yeah. Okay. It's just a kind of a circular environment that you you, you cocoon yourself within. You know, it's almost... Uh, it's almost it looks like one of those uh, <laughs> shields for breastfeeding women in public places. <laughs> Let's, yeah, but less useful. <laughs> and, yeah, and seriously, how much of a useful. curve do you need on your monitor? To be able to fit a reasonable size monitor in if there. If I want a 48 inch monitor in my cubicle, it's just not even possible that's, anymore. That's not yeah, 15 It's going to have to have a serious curve on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll just have to start projecting. I'll have to get an ultra short throw projector and project it to the inside of my curved cube. Nice, nice. Uh, Good but call. the spillover light will disturb your coworkers mm. who are trying mm. to sleep, honestly. Well, they're napping. Yeah. Because it's not. Well, companies it's nap will do anything to get you back in the office now. Okay. Hey, Josh, you added something Me. to our list. Anthony Garaffa. Former Tweaktown editor. He uh, is now with the Allied Gaming PC Group down in Australia. So he, uh, you know, Australia is perhaps underserved in the Gaming PC Group. And they're trying to, you know capitalize that and maybe even go beyond the borders of Australia. Their stuff is reasonably priced. 
and uh, he's got a lot of knowledge, and he's 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 their new chief gaming officer. So, you know, we've had uh, you know Voodoo PC was bought up by HP, and we've still got Main Gear and Falcon Northwest, and Alienware was bought up by Dell, and uh, now we've got a a new group down under that uh, hired on Anthony to uh, be their chief gaming officer. And uh, we may see some hardware coming from them to uh, review, and it'll be kind of fun and nice to see a different twist on things. Plus he has or a great beard. When you throw it, well, yeah, he does. And, and plus when you, when you throw it down the toilet, it rotates differently. Ah, mm-hmm. lies. Wrong. That, that doesn't, that doesn't work that way in North America. Yeah. Mr. Michigan. That's we'll not a computer. This. Yeah. And he didn't this get an arc. Uh, he didn't get an arc light, but he's got his own. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. And it's better, yeah. if I dare say. Because yeah. it, it's the vaguely reminiscent light. of a certain um, enterprising no, logo from science fiction. Mm. In the uh, mm. okay. All right. That's fine. I didn't know where you were going with that one. All right. Yeah. 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 But yeah, no, I mean, look out for them. Uh, they're they're going to have some interesting things out. They're, they're, they're going to be more aggressive in uh, addressing uh, not only their market, but others. And so it's, it's going to be kind of fun to see. Hopefully, you know, good luck to Anthony and, and the group. Uh, it's a rough time to be getting into this. I mean, I, I think the group has been around a few years before them, but but they're, they're pushing into, uh, you know, getting in that high-end gaming space and with... What? How many people live in Australia? Forty million. More? Sure, more what? than four. More. Yes, greater than less between than four million. and forty million. Mm-hmm. million. Okay. Anyway, I'll find these things out. But anyway, it's 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 a relatively untapped market, and if they can, you know, provide good prices with uh, really interesting uh, products and uh, designs, then you know, good on them, mate. Uh, YouTube chat says twenty million. You yank, like twenty six mil. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. twenty six point two eight. They keep making more. Australians keep making more Australians. Twenty six million. That's strange happening. how that works. Yes. All right, let's move on to security corner, and of course, Bleeping Computer provides us with our first story. This is a Aww. VMware warns admins of critical carbon black app control flaw. Jeremy, I know it's been a couple of weeks, but do you remember this one? Yeah, I mean, the good news is they pretty much already have to have access to your systems uh, to be able to get at what this does, because what they're doing is taking over the app control console. But the problem is that once they do it and they have access to your, your, uh, your carbon black, they can then do some odd uh, code input to get actual access to the underlying operating system on the server, whatever it is. So, so they, they can escape VMware, the virtual machine. Yeah, your little VMware VM. that you're safe on. No, they've actually been able to get at the app control and then can hit the actual machine that's running all of those VMs. Uh, there is a patch. So if you're running this, buddy, well, just upgrade now. Hell, stop watching the show and go upgrade. And that's it's, like it's a pretty bad eight, one. Nine or eight seven or something like yeah. that. Just whatever you've got, you've got to upgrade it. For God's sakes, please stop spamming me. Uh, whatever or whatever it is you're doing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 not a good one. But the good news is that as long as you're 
fairly locked down externally. They probably won't get in, but if they do, yeah, this is a 9.1 out of 10. And if it's above an eight, it's, it's time to clench and anything that fix. breaks through the VM of anybody's VM is really yeah. bad news. Well, that's impossible. You can't break through a VM at all. <laughs> well, except this or this and oh, write that. And yeah. Okay. And then there's that. And then, oh, then yeah. there's the CPU way of doing it, of getting code executed that was outside of the stack frame. And oopsie. You know, it's kind of like the submarine warfare from like 1955 through the fall mm. of the USSR. I mean, you didn't see anything, but there was always crap going on. And there was measure, countermeasure, measure, countermeasure in both sides. And yeah, it's just the constant friction between corporations and those who wish to tear them down. Well, the reason you didn't see it going on is because they were using Magneto hydrodynamic drive and that allowed them to run <laughs> yeah. almost completely silently. Silent. Yeah. Undetected all the way. Otherwise known as a caterpillar drive. The cat. Yes. Correct. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They also know how to work their thermoclines, but that's a different discussion. By the yeah, way, uh, GoDaddy has apparently just figured out that they've been under attack for three <laughs> years now. <laughs> well, come on. That's how long your tech support get, takes to get back to you, too. So... <laughs> You cut them a break here on this one? I mean, my goodness. I mean, they were under attack. It was a fresh attack, and then they connected the dots and figured out, oh, it's uh, it's all a series of linked incidents dating back to 2020, according to this article at the Register. They took the unusual step of detailing the attacks in its Form 10-K. The formal annual report listed entities are required to file in the U.S. Now, they really couldn't trace the root cause of this, but uh, it's something about a multi-year campaign by what they term as sophisticated, because you you needed to be sophisticated in order to, to break into GoDaddy. A oh, threat gotcha. actor group that installed malware and, uh, and exfilled some pieces of code related to certain services within GoDaddy. Definitely not all of them, just, just some of them. So, and, ahead, I mean, Jim. the worst yeah. that can happen is that it will just, you know, the websites they host will be infected with malware and well, some of them aren't they already just I was just going to say lack some of them of pur- paying attention. <laughs> some of them people just didn't know about it is purposefully or maybe, you know, accidentally yeah. infected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we want to dish on this too long, do we? No. Fishing and malware. I mean, it's just the same old story over and over again. The yeah. funny bit is that it took them three years to notice. That's kind of the, the, yeah. the hook to this one. Well, At least that's it took their Dish story. about that long to notice, too. <laughs> All right. That was Let's... recent. I didn't, I didn't put that one in. <laughs> Let's pause one final time this week for a word from a podcast sponsor. Are you like me and thousands of email messages behind? I hate to admit that I'm living that life. Dealing with it can be an incredible time suck. It can really take away some of your best working hours if you just can't manage your inbox properly. There's a recent study that found 50% of the time managers spend tending to their inboxes is spent on emails that should never have been sent to them in the first place or that didn't even need an answer. That's on target based on my experience as well. 
But what if you could just press a button and never see those time-wasting emails again? Well, that's exactly what SaneBox does. With just a few clicks, SaneBox automatically gets your email under control and filters out all the messages that you don't need to focus on. And you don't even have to switch email apps because it works in concert with whichever email client you're already using. It has some nice features like Sane Black Hole, where you can vanquish senders you never want to hear from again, and Sane Reminders for sending email reminders to your future self. To see how SaneBox can almost magically remove those distractions from your inbox, Try it for free with a two-week trial. Visit SaneBox.com slash PCPer today to start your free trial and get a $25 credit with our link. That's S-A-N-E-B-O-X dot com slash PCPer. Try it out. We're back and uh, we're going to talk about gaming, the Gaming Quick Hits segment. And of course, Atomic Heart, it launched without any ray tracing support. And it was like one what? of the darlings of RTX. It's more than uh, a darling. My impression no, was they that were they literally this. yes, they were an RTX demo about yeah. three years ago. That was their thing. They were an RTX uh, sponsored or whatever they called it at that point with the the program that they were doing, you know, with the Star Wars commercial and that. And Ray so tracing that was darling. Of, yeah, that was their biggest thing. Was that it's going to be amazing? It's going to be brilliant, and apparently, it actually looks pretty good without ray tracing. I haven't what? picked it up yet, uh, but apparently it is fairly gorgeous, but it's still missing that one thing that they were pushing from the very beginning. It, it just seems a little amusing, and I'm not quite sure how Munfish did this, that uh, it used to work, but now it doesn't, or at least it doesn't work reliably enough that we're going to put it out what it did four years ago so yeah i don't know it's coming apparently what we will see uh how it goes and uh we will see if they went rtx or dxr but uh i think we pretty much know well, it's, where, it's where they probably went gonna this be one. dxr yeah and so yeah they're gonna have to change things around to get it to run effectively on amd stuff yeah. and intel because there are certain things that rtx does Runtime that is different than DXR, Absolutely. but there's hardware capability and in, in, in the RTX cards. Don't knock down all your beer bottles. That was the cat. He just ran oh, through okay. the window and has uh, gone off. Nice. nice. There's a new okay. driver yeah, that supports no, this officially, but it doesn't say anything about uh, ray tracing. It's just the DLSS support. Yeah. yeah. They'll get there, and you know, there, uh, like we always say, there's more than one way to skin a cat. And you're going to optimize and you're going to figure it out and you're going to try to make it look as good as possible with the uh, lowest impact that you can across a wide (laughs) variety. Because eventually they would like to probably do consoles. Yes. I mean, that's a huge built in built in base of Xbox and PS fives. And uh, yeah, you got to make sure it, it runs on that. So This is the second time. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that's fine. It's the second. This is the second time I featured Atomic Heart back here. By the way, what was the other time three is years it? ago? Yes, about three years ago. After they yeah. introduced mm-hmm. it and it was RTX, and it was all like everybody's talking about it. This game is great. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so ray traced. It's going to be fantastic. And then now we arrive at like us oh, released. You've got no RTX, but it still looks yeah, I, I, fantastic. I do remember the demo I hear. for that three years ago? Oh, it was gorgeous. Ago. Yeah, yep. yeah, it's amazing. 
Let's uh, let's move on to the next game. This is a fan-made game. This is kind of interesting. It's a remake slash conversion of 1978's Super Star Trek, but using the Star Trek 25th anniversary UI. So don't Which has cool. ray this tracing, is, right? Uh, mm. No. Oh. No, not at all. That was that was 1992 was 25th anniversary. Yep. It was. And I remember seeing Star Trek VI on the 25th anniversary when I was in college. <sighs> yeah. This game is playable on the web, inside yes. the browser version. If, if I scroll up, it says run game, click on it, and uh, just you, seconds later, there it is. My I, God, I, it boots I a lot wish, faster than it used to. I wish you could pipe the sound from this into the stream because but it's then so we would get a takedown. Spot on. Probably. Yeah, we would. But I, I just want the view screen sound because it's so darn retro. It was great. You know, that, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's anyway, they, they, there's voice actor, there's voice actor uh, takes in there, sound effects, very okay. original. So, so 1960s. It's, it's delicious. People should try this. Okay. What is it's it even called more, again? This is uh, super super Star Trek. It's a fan made game. The downloadable version has additional features, additional voices. It's version one point zero five. The playable on the web one is one point zero four. But as you just shown, it's instantly bootable. You guys should go have some retro fun. Yeah, I mean, just go to uh, the URL on your screen. It's uh, emabolo. slash super. Yeah, you got to you got to get to the so Star easy based. to remember. Yeah, oh, I heard just ignore everything there. and uh, go to the neutral zone and cause trouble. Yeah, you could do that. Finally, the Outer Worlds Spacer's Choice Edition. All the DLC made prettier. That seems to be a theme of the show. Ten dollars. Yeah, like totally not like The Witcher Three. Oh, well. <coughs> but that's essentially what they did. Is they did a a surprise remaster. They actually didn't tell anyone. Like, this is sort of the first that we heard about it this week uh, when they announced it. Was that, yeah, we're bundling all the DLC, we're bundling a bunch of extra animations and stuff, and we're cranking up the hardware requirements because we've redone a lot of the environments and stuff. And I'm reading this, and I'm like, you know what? I'm having a hard time recalling much of Outer Worlds. I do remember hitting a point where it was like I just sort of laughed when I hit a new planet because I had the weapons and skills to just sort of level it without bothering to think. And now they've upped the level cap to 99, which is going to make it probably one of the most unbalanced games on the <laughs> history of the world. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I do remember it was kind of amusing. I don't know if either of you guys, if any of you guys played it. I played about 30 minutes. Yeah. Just, no, did not play the Outer Worlds. Nope. <clears throat> it was one of I always heard good things about it, but I did I just, finish it. I never. Wow. I remember Hold having to re go back to a really old save game because at one point I was talking with one of the people on the ship, and one of my player characters just sort of ejected himself straight up the ladder and <laughs> into outer space and died, hmm. which was odd. That part I definitely remember. 
I did note in your minimum requirements that their GPU use or the uh, on the AMD side was cut so sliced so finely that they yes. recommended the minimum GPU to be an RX 590 for the 10 people that have one. Yes. <laughs> That's your minimum GPU. Or just overclock a 580 get the same oh, thing. Oh. Mm. Okay. okay. All, All right. right. Let's move to picks of the week. Josh, please. Okay. Okay. Now, even New Egg is getting in on it. There's a $40 rebate off of the Ryzen 7 5800 X3D. For $348.99, take $40 off of that, and what do you get? Math. Three oh three hundred and eight dollars and ninety nine cents plus tax. Oh, man. Maybe free shipping if you're. It's lucky. free shipping. It's free shipping, and it's not a. It's not a rebate. It's a promo code. It's say you save it immediately. Yeah, immediately. You don't have to send anything in. So, three hundred nine bucks. If you live in Montana, which has no sales tax, as far uh-huh. as I know, no, you're not. creating a great deal. Yeah, it is a great deal. Great deal. Yeah, no, I, I, I eventually broke down and ordered one at this price. Mm. And I'll put it in my main machine, and I will not upgrade to a 7000 series uh, for the next four years because of this. Oh, oh. You know, really, that's the four one. Four years. Stand, this should be mm. the narrative of the X3D, the 7000 X3D reviews. Is Look at how well the 5800 X3D does in the same test that the 7950 X3D does. Yeah, it's, it's really damn such close. A great part. <clears throat> Let's talk about the AM4 socket for a little bit, shall we? Let's talk about how cheap DDR4 is, how AM4 boards are cheap, and you yes. can get a robust D550 for like $200 or less. Yes. And a two Let terabyte super fast hard drive is less than 150 bucks. You can get mm-hmm. a P41 for less than that. You can get a P44 Solidime for less than that. You can get a 980 pro for less than that with updated but firmware but do you want to yeah why not okay all right it's a great, uh, i think it's a great value for the next couple of years speaking of value and storage jeremy hello. sorry hello. i'm annoying the australian who finally showed up <laughs> uh, no, this became th- this came out of uh, a post I did for the SSTC Hammerhead, which you know is a great name for an SSD. Why not? But it's a, a Fizon E18 uh, with you know a decent cache on it, and it's uh, two terabytes for about one fifty. And one of the people that uh, hangs out and makes comments because you know some people actually comment on the articles was pointing out that, hey, there are better deals out there. What's what's the big thing about uh, 150 So this is the Canadian price. Uh, the American price is about $90. But the PNY, which, uh, again, you know, it doesn't have a cache on it, but still, I mean, it's two terabytes for under 10 cents a gig in Canada. This is unheard of. Yeah. This is crazy. It actually performs fairly well. It's not top of the line uh, on the benchmarks, but how often are you actually doing things on your computer that equate to a a benchmark? For overall usage, it's going to be brilliant. So yeah, for 
just under 190 Canadian and I think just over 90 bucks American. That's not a bad deal at all. It's currently $93.14 US for two terabytes. Two terabytes? Wow. Yeah. What was that one you were telling us about? It's a good deal. Josh, was it the P3 from. Who makes that one? Is it Crucial? Yeah. The Crucial oh, P3. Uh, yeah, or the yeah. Silicon Power uh, P34. And the P3 Plus is a uh, 4.0. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, and again, man, dirt cheap. storage is getting cheap. Holy cow. Yeah. P3 Plus, 2 terabyte, 112. That's 112. Oh, my gosh. That's, right? That's only that's... 6 cents a gigabyte. And the, uh, the non plus is only 5 cents a gigabyte. Yeah, finally. You, yeah, you'd better be <laughs> off getting the 4.0. The Gen 4. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's pay the extra crazy. five bucks. <laughs> pay the extra penny per gigabyte. Yeah. Yeah, so those prices really impress me. That's, uh, that's really nice. You know, to put a couple of those on your board, though, you've got to shut off SATA connectors on your board. Oh, my gosh, you're missing SATA. Oh, no. Only on Intel platform. On AMD. Oh, AMD, fair enough. They've got all the lanes fair you enough. want. Yep. Fair yeah. enough. Good point. Good point. Uh, Brett, your pick this week. You know, I'm always in support of the next generation learning to make something better than we made. In the computer space, especially. Software, games, entertain us. And this is a pick to train those new budding game programmers. This is the Unreal 5 Humble Bumble. I said it Oh, again. it's got a lot of assets in it, too. On, on, on purpose. Bundle. It's the Humble Bundle Bundle package. Learn how to make games in Unreal Engine 5 for like 30 bucks-ish, 40 tops. You get music. You get developers' courses. You get backgrounds and and fundamentals on C++ and how to do multiplayer and how to create scenes in Unreal Engine. I think this is a great leaping off point for people who look at games and have a yearning to make them themselves. And this is a way to encourage that for not a lot of money. So if you're, if you know somebody definitely gift this to them, $40, <laughs> send it to them. Great deal. Because we are waiting for the next Unreal Tournament. It still hasn't come please, out yet. Please, so. please make better games out there. Encourage the younger people to figure out, figure this out. And the earlier you start, the better. Because you're going to be awesome, you know, by the time you hit your mid-20s and 30s. Uh, my pick this week is an anti-pick. Uh, and I'm picking against planting trees on your property. It's It may have seemed like a good idea 100 years ago. <laughs> But now the trees are 100 years old, and they're falling apart, and every time there's a windstorm or an ice storm, they fall over everything. And by the way, what is up with infrastructure? Electrical you, infrastructure oh, above it's the so ground? It's so delicate. It's through delicate. the tree limbs? I was walking down the street and looking, and uh, some of the damage, and some of the some of the power lines are intertwined between giant, you know, uh, limbs of these trees. Like... Why was this ever a good idea? Because then we, one of them we need to set the stage. We need to set the stage to... here. The reason why we weren't here last week is because trees fell on Sebastian's head. I mean, his house. One, one yeah. or two. Josh, what were you saying? Uh, you know what? If you 
supposedly, if you call the power company and request them, they will th- supposedly they have to kind of by law, yeah, trim those trees, clean that up. Supposedly, yeah. Do you, do you have any pictures of the event? Those would be pretty good, right? Yeah, now. I have some on my phone, but it was it was less impressive than last time. It wasn't a huge tree mm. on top of my car or anything. Mm, okay, it was uh, you know they were half the size of the limbs from last time, but there were two of them. And they hit the front and back within minutes of each other. There was just these cracking sounds, and then the whole house would shake, and then there would be another cracking oh, sound, and the house would shake nice. again. So, I got some holes in the roof. You know, that's what I get for having a giant tree in the backyard. You know, speaking of which, let me remind you, how has the Wyoming internet been as of the last couple of years? Because, Jeremy, Josh- you remember... Issues. You're rock steady, Josh. Oh yeah, rock rock steady, like robot, Josh. Infrastructure. Frozen video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of infrastructure, Josh, whoever's laying cable out there, whoever's laying pipe in your neighborhood, <laughs> doing an outstanding job. It's yep. the milkman. The milkman <laughs> is. <laughs> I was hoping. I was hoping for that. <laughs> That was the outro. Mr. Johnson's (laughs) Dairy and Fiber.